Early Childhood Development. Each week we talk about a different stage of children development and what children need. And now, here comes your host. Hi guys, this is a post-edit insert before we get into this episode. I meant to have this be one episode, but because there was so much that I wanted to say, I realized after editing that I'm going to have to split it into two. So it's going to be a to-be-continued vibe. This today is part one, and next week I will finish it with part two. Okay, keep listening. Thank you. Hello everybody and welcome. My name is Taryn and you are listening to The Parent Thing. So remember how I told you that there is no perfection here and I am learning as I go and grow with you? Well, doing the research to put this episode together has taught me so much and challenged me so much even in my thinking and my beliefs and I am so excited to share this with you. Also, we have made it, guys. This is the final installment in the series we've been doing about providing the best environments to help guide your child and help them regulate and be aware of their behaviors and emotions. Let's do a quick recap of the series and what brought us here today. We started the series off with Monkey See, Monkey Do, where we spoke about how children learn by observation so they do what they see and they believe what they hear. We then moved on to Great Expectations and in that episode we discussed what is realistic to expect from your child in different age brackets. The next episode we did was titled, But Is It Wrong Though? And we spoke about typical behaviors that children exhibit that is seen as negative or seen as naughty and discussed how it really isn't wrong though because children need to do most of the things that they are doing, but it's just up to us as adults to guide them on the right way, time and place to do those things. We then moved on to the episodes titled All By Myself and Red Cup or Blue. All By Myself was why giving a child a sense of independence is beneficial and Red Cup or Blue was about why giving a child the ability to make a choice is beneficial. Essentially, in both those episodes, I established that when a child has a sense of control and autonomy over their own lives, it aids in them regulating their behaviors and emotions better. All these factors that were spoken about in the previous episodes help to set up to help alleviate behavioral problems. But the reality is that we are dealing with growing, flawed, imperfect humans and boundaries, discipline and consequences are imperative and inevitable. And that's what brings us here today. I titled this episode Spare the Rod because I am a Christian woman and I grew up hearing the Bible verse if you spare the rod you spoil the child quoted a lot. I have a problem with this. Oopsie, I think I may have just stepped on some Christian toesies now, didn't I? But I want you to hear me out in this episode so please stick around and listen. I want to talk about the ginormous difference between discipline and punishment. Let's just go back to the Bible verse that I just quoted a few seconds ago. Okay, so back in the Old Testament days, shepherds had a rod and a staff. The staff was long and had a hook. The rod was shorter and thicker, almost baseball bat looking thingy something. I don't know, but it looked almost like a baseball bat. It was shorter and thicker, as I said. 
Shepherds lived to tend to and protect their sheep. They used their staffs to do so. If a sheep stepped out of line or went astray, the staff's hook was used to grip the sheep and then gently lead them back to where they are supposed to be. The rod was used to beat off any unwanted visitors like lions and bears and all those tough animals. I am not nearly the Bible scholar that I wish to be, but I did do a deep dive into this one. The word rod in Proverbs 13.24 comes from the Hebrew word shebet, which probably means to branch off. Probably. So this probably translates to a few words. A stick, a rod, a staff, a shaft, a club, a scepter, and a few more words in that stick family. So someone took a probable word and translated it to only rod, never mind that it could have been a staff too, and cause generations to follow their interpretation and punish their children when the whole Bible verse says, He who spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him diligently. I looked up discipline, which is chasteneth in the King James Version too. In this context, it is the Hebrew word musor, meaning to give instruction, to correct, to check, to discipline. There is no physical inference here other than the word restraint and restraint means to hold back to control or to check just like a staff would do i truly do believe that this verse has been misinterpreted and we have suffered generation after generation because of it also as a side note as a side question this is a genuine question and if anybody has an answer please do send me a message on instagram or email me but i do want to know if there are any bible stories that speak about parents hitting or beating or spanking their children i think that may have been my longest introduction ever but let's get into the differences between punishment and discipline and while we do this parents and teachers please be honest with yourselves as you reflect i promise you i have done the same thing and i have realized so many times i have punished my students where i should have been disciplining so now as maya angelo said you do what you know until you know better and when you know better you do better and that is my honest goal. I run an online parenting workshop and in the workshop I ask the question, how do you know if you are making a good parenting decision or a bad one? And a simple answer would be that if you are making a choice to benefit your child, you are making a good parenting decision. But if the choice is because it benefits you, you are making a bad decision. Let's take a pacifier for example. If your child is at the age where they need to be weaned from the pacifier, but because it's convenient for you and it keeps them quiet quicker and you don't want to deal with the crying that comes with weaning a baby or weaning a child, that is a bad parenting decision because it does not benefit the child that needs to be weaned from the pacifier. The same is true for discipline and punishment. When you discipline a child, it is to teach the child a lesson. It is for the child to benefit from it. When you punish a child, you do it to make the child pay for what they have done. There is no lesson behind the punishment to help the child do better next time. And the aim of a punishment is to inflict harm or pain onto the child. 
Discipline teaches children to follow rules or to change or correct their behavior, where punishment is a way to get rid of or end the behavior for that moment. Punishment essentially is giving a child a fish, where discipline is teaching a child to fish. The threat of punishment gives children a fear-based reason to stop the behavior because they don't want to experience the extreme and painful consequences. I told you guys earlier that I have been doing some reflecting and that I've learned a lot and I've seen that there have been times that I have punished and not disciplined children. So I'm going to be very transparent and give you some examples in my classroom where I did punish a child. I have learned from it and since doing the research, I have implemented disciplinary measures. There have been multiple times that two children are fighting over a toy in a class. In a fit of irritation, I would remove the toy from the situation and say, well, neither of you get to play now. That is a punishment. I was punishing them for not playing nicely and not teaching them how to sort something out. What I could have done better in that situation is teach them to talk through it and tell them, that if they do continue fighting, I would have to take the toys away because it's causing trouble and it's causing them to fight and then they can find something else to do. That would be warning them that there is a consequence should they choose to not resolve it. So that tells us that when there is a punishment involved, it is a sudden reaction. So like when I was punishing the children and just took their toys with no warning, no talking to them, just give me those toys, nobody gets to play now. That is a punishment. It is a sudden reaction where discipline has proactive warnings of consequences. As I said, I could have told them, this is how we talk to each other modeling it and telling them that if they choose not to sort it out, I would have to take the toys. They then know that if I don't fix this, there will be a consequence. So there is a lesson there that something can be fixed before the consequence comes into place. That is a difference between punishment and discipline. Punishment induces fear where discipline fosters emotional and behavioral control and regulation because it comes with explanations and it comes with solutions. Punishment has them believe that they are bad. Inherently, there is something wrong with me because I am bad. Where discipline emphasizes consequences of the actions, speaking to what they did and not who they are. The language that is used when a child is being punished versus when a child is being disciplined is very, very different. When a child is being punished, they hear things like, what is wrong with you? Are you stupid? Are you crazy? What were you thinking? Who do you think you are? Words like that harm. They do not build up a child. And this is how a child starts believing that there is something wrong with them. Where discipline talks to a child and says, what did you do? Why did you do this? How can we fix this and teaching them what to do? But of course, there is a consequence involved when a child needs to be disciplined. But there is a forewarning. There is communication around it because you want to teach your child a lesson and what to do better next time. Punishment hurts a child. It is often unreasonable and often the punishment is unrelated to the incident and there is no lesson learned. Let's take homework for example. You have tasked your child with completing their homework and you get into the room and the homework has not been done. You punish the child by saying, what is wrong with you? Your homework is not done, so now you're doing extra chores for two months. 
This is illogical consequences and that's what punishment is. Where discipline has reasonable consequences and is related to the incident and is logical. So discipline would then say, you have not done your homework as you were supposed to. So you don't get to watch TV today until this homework is done. I cannot allow you to watch TV until you've completed your homework. There's a lesson there that I have a responsibility that I need to complete before I can do what I want to do. I have to do what I need to do. There is a lesson and the child benefits from that because next time they'll remember, if I don't do this, I don't get that. But where the punishment is harsh and illogical, the problem of homework not being done is not solved. The child just has extra work to do. Punishment is often unsustainable and you can't follow through. In a fit of anger or rage, you can give these threats of these incredible punishments but not follow through. And this has long-term effects on how your children respect and listen to you as well as long-term effects on their emotional and mental well-being. Discipline, on the other hand, has positive, sustainable follow-throughs. Punishment enforces them to stop a behavior, where discipline teaches a possible solution of what to do instead. Punishment inflicts harm on a child without explanation of what they did wrong or why what they did was wrong, where discipline gives an explanation and explains to them why there will be disciplinary measures taken. Punishment gives the message that it is not okay to be wrong or it is not okay to make mistakes and it fosters lies or pride makes them unteachable where discipline allows for admittance of wrongdoings and mistakes. It is not comfortable or pleasant but it opens up to humility, remorse and teachable moments. Punishing a child can lead to this child having low self-esteem, it can lead to a child being rebellious or it creates an anxious, compliant people-pleaser because it's a fear-based relationship. Discipline, on the other hand, leads to a better concept of self-worth or self-esteem. It leads to a respectful and obedient relationship between adult and child and this is a healthier and respectful relationship. When a child is punished, it makes them feel like they are the problem and they have to fix themselves to meet your expectations. Whereas when a child is disciplined, it tells them that they have a problem, but you are there to support and help them figure out solutions to the problem. When you punish a child, you are managing their behavior. Whereas when you discipline your child, it teaches them how to manage their behavior. Punishment, as I said earlier, has zero explanation. So the thoughts of the child can run wild as to what it is they did wrong or why they're being punished. Discipline helps them focus on their behavior and how to make better choices. Punishing a child removes all possibility of teaching conflict resolution skills because the child must just apologize for what they did, but there's no real resolution and there's no real forgiveness and apologies for a behavior that they don't even understand what they did wrong is enforced. So they just don't know how to resolve conflict. Discipline allows room for discussion. It allows room for resolution and for forgiveness. When you punish a child, there are no clear rules or no reasons, no warnings of consequence. There's no consistency, but many threats. There are harsh consequences and indefinite consequences. Discipline gives clear rules. It's consistent. 
there are forewarned consequences and there are consequences and follow-throughs when the rules are broken as well as time-bound consequences that are not indefinite. Punishment is critical. It criticizes the child and it has a negative focus and as I said earlier, it is reactive. With discipline, has positive outcomes. There are praises for the child. There are rewards when there are things done right. It's not just looking for the wrong in the child. And it's responsive. You respond to what was done as opposed to reacting to what was done. I just mentioned that when you discipline a child, you can reward them for when they do get something right. And that made me think of gifts versus rewards versus incentives and I just want to touch on that quickly it's a little bit of a digression but I do want to touch on that quickly so I have heard parents before say she's not getting a birthday gift this year because she did this that and the other or he's not getting a Christmas gift because he did this that and the other I think it's so important to make mention that gifts are not earned gifts are because of who somebody is not because of what somebody has done a reward on the other hand is because they have earned something is because they have done something to earn a reward and that's when you give a reward and of course that's what an incentive is you incentivize them and tell them if you do this you will be rewarded with that and there has to be a follow-through on that but parents please don't punish your children by not giving them a gift for a special occasion because you feel they don't deserve it gifts are not deserved gifts are freely given Okay, so this is where we are going to end this week's episode. As I said, to be continued, dot, dot, dot. And I will see you guys for part two of Spare the Rod next week. Have a beautiful week. I hope you've learned something and will continue to learn next week. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to The Parenting. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any questions, feedback, or content suggestions, please email us at taren at theparenting.com. Please remember to subscribe, 